0: Welcome to the Founders Community Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Bennett. Today's guest is DJ Lozada, founder of Soul Popped. You can find uh, Soul Popped at Soulpop.com and on social media at soulpopped. That's S-O-U-L-P-O-P-P-E-D. A reminder, you can find this podcast for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at our website, thefounderscommunity.com. We're also on Instagram at thefounderscommunity.com. DJ, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for joining us.
1: Good. Thanks, Billy, for having me.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, uh, let's jump right into it here. Let's uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am, as you said, the founder of Soul Popped Gourmet Popcorn and of late, also the founder of Good Trouble Gourmet, which is our fundraising platform and uh, based out of Austin, Texas and been at this for about going on five years now.
0: Okay. And uh, I, I know I told you before we started chatting, I had found uh, your business. I was looking uh, for entrepreneurs to interview and found it through, I believe, an incubator. Um, so you had just kind of, how did everything get started uh, with, with uh, Soul Popped? And maybe uh, tell us a little bit about the, the incubator phase as you were getting ramped up.
1: Right. Well, actually, SKU is an accelerator. There's okay. a huge difference between the two. So I want to uh, offer that. I started so popped in late 2016 and it was on accident. It was at, uh, because of a life event that had happened in my ha- my life. i had been sick for about eight and a half years with an undiagnosable illness, um, had been in and out of hospitals pretty much on average four to 10 days a month for eight and a half years um and had drained my 401k had drained my savings had depleted all of my net worth pretty much and um, found myself in a situation where I had two kids in college I was had one kid in high school still and taking care of my elderly father and hadn't paid my mortgage in four months and um you know, living with the fear of being evicted out of my house and no money and no real way to make money because I couldn't get a job because of my illness. I couldn't get disability because there's, there was no diagnosis. You have to have a diagnosis to get disability for those of you who don't know that. Um, and so I had to take the last $53 I had to my name and figure out a way to take care of my family with that money. And so the only thing I knew how to do at that point was I made really good popcorn. And people always would ask me, could I, could I pay you to make me some of that popcorn? And I would say, no, no, no. I don't make it to sell. It's a love offering. I'll make it for you just because you want it, but I won't let you pay. And at that point in my life, I didn't have a choice but to ask for payment. And so I took 26 of the $53 that I had went to the store, bought some non-GMO kernels and some coconut oil. And the next question I asked myself was, what can you do with popcorn that hasn't been done before? Because if you're not gonna disrupt or innovate, you're wasting your time. You're just, a, you, you get lost in the shuffle. And so as an African-American woman from the South, I said to myself, what can I authentically bring to the table that I haven't seen in the market yet. And that was soul food inspired flavors. So I made uh, my first batch of soul pop that day. It was fried chicken made with all herbs and spices out of my cabinets. And uh, from there I made macaroni and cheese popcorn and then I made banana pudding popcorn and I've been making popcorn ever since.
0: Nice. No, I mean, I've, I've certainly, you you say disrupt. I mean, I had never heard of any flavors of popcorn. It was kind of your standard caramel, obviously butter, um, kettle corn type of stuff, but this is certainly out there. Um, and, and I also want to ask your health now. Are you better?
1: Oh yeah. We finally okay. figured it out and, okay. um, it took, took nine years. So I didn't start soul popped until after I had been cured, but I still had all those medical bills I still had all of those, you know, my life was pretty much in financial ruin because of it. And um, yeah, I had to rebuild from there.
0: So well, I'm glad you're glad I'm you're all better good. Now, all good. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Um, and uh, for me and maybe others as well, incubator accelerator, what's the difference on those two?
1: Okay. So when you go into a, an incubator is just what it sounds like. So you have your very early stage, you might be in an idea phase, and you're looking for a way to get off the ground. An incubator pretty much gives you an environment for which to take root and to begin your growth. Um, An accelerator is when you're already in the game, you're already doing good things. You've already proven that there's a market for your product and you have traction, usually pretty substantial traction. Uh, accelerators are more competitive and they look to, just as the name implies, accelerate your growth. So an accelerator is there to help you get to a, uh, the next stage faster than you would otherwise perhaps get there on your own.
0: Okay, no, that makes sense. Appreciate you uh clear no that up um, and so yeah accelerator you already had the popcorn proof of concept you'd been making it you knew you were good at it you'd given it to friends as you mentioned it was it was a free uh, friendly kind of a love offering thing and then you're like wow i can make a business i need to make a business out of this uh, but you knew you needed to do it differently right to really stand out and that's so, where you so
1: i'm going to be i'm going to be truthful about this even then i wasn't thinking about a business okay. i was just looking for a way to survive Gotcha. Like I was looking for a a way to get from point A to point B quickly. And, uh, just, you know, the universe blessed me with a business on the other side of that.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, Yeah. no, I read on your your website, you were, you know, the $53, twenty six you know, half of it, about half of it, roughly to, (laughs) to going and getting the, uh, the ingredients. Right. And then, um, then you were selling it out of your car. Did I read that? Yeah. On your I, had to, okay. I,
1: I left the money. I, with the rest of the money, I put gas in my V8 luxury SUV <laughs> that I was driving at the time and, and, and had before, you know, I owned this car during my illness. And so that's what I had. And yeah, I was downtown selling popcorn out of the back of my car. And, and with that first, That first day, I remember I made about $200. I I made about $210. And so I was just selling the popcorn out of little plastic bags for the twist tie. And I went to Sam's Club and I bought a small popcorn machine for $200. It was $199. I still have that. I'll keep that forever. (laughs) And I made Soul Popped. I made... Enough popcorn with that machine to get me into the largest farmers market in Central
0: Texas. A couple so pretty, of good re- later. pretty good return on a two hundred dollar investment, right there, right? What well, that for was sure, it to produce sure. for you. Um, and, and speaking of that, so you started off with fried chicken, and you know, I, I went down. I kind of went down the rabbit hole of, of your website and was looking at all the different uh, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, um, like corn on the cob, butter, like really specific things, and. Um, then there's there's add-ons that you can have here and um, jalapeno powder, uh, peanut butter. There's some vegan options in there, so realistically, everybody can find something that works for them oh, yeah. uh, for the most part, right?
1: Yeah. So the so the add-ons is a is a late addition to Soul Popped. Um, the whole Soul Popped experience when we began to open retail locations. You know, I realized pretty early on that I was not going to be a traditional brand. You know, most CPG brands, the holy grail is getting into grocery retail, right? Or getting into other types of retail. And I found for me and for Soul Pop, that wasn't necessarily the best fit because we're an unpreserved product. I use real food ingredients to make the powders, which is why it tastes so authentic but those powders, because it's real food, tend to it tends to attract moisture, and so um, it's always been an issue. Like Soul Pop shelf life would would not be anywhere near what most grocery grocery retailers would require, and I didn't want to preserve the product. You know, I have a son who has Asperger's, and so I've always been sensitive to dyes and and chemicals and and uh, preservatives in the product because they tend to exacerbate his symptoms when he was, er when he was younger. And so I didn't want to, I have, I have a rule. I won't serve it to my customers if I won't serve it to my children.
0: It's a good rule. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So that meant that my product had to remain all natural chemical dye free and preservative free. And so what we did was we cre- I created a, an experience with the brand where because I I only have 7 go to market flavors retail but the reason I have 7 is because I could only afford to do 7 retail bags if you know anything about packaging it's like hella expensive yep right so I literally designed my own bag with no design skills okay I designed my logo, um, which has turned out to be an award-winning logo. I which like is it. Crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and no, that is not me in the center. I have never had an apple. <laughs> I get asked that all the time. Is that you in the center? No, it's not me. Um, and you know, it, it. We we started out just doing farmers markets, and we did that on Saturdays and Sundays, four hours a day. And it literally took me all week to prepare for those two days. Fast forward to when I opened my retail location and I realized that I could make a lot more flavors than the seven that I was offering. So I created more powders using the same kind of process that I use for everything. And I started allowing customers to create their own popcorn flavors. But you could only do that in store. So that's how, and then during COVID, when my store shut down, I still wanted to give my customers that experience. They were still reaching out to me, going, Does this mean I can't get my chocolate, peanut butter, jalapeno popcorn anymore? <laughs> you know, I can't get my white, my white chocolate, salt and vinegar popcorn anymore. You'd be surprised some of the flavors people come up with that they really love. And so, I built it onto my website so that we could offer customizations on the website just since COVID. So it's really a a late addition, but it's really working out well. People love it.
0: Nice. So you have e-commerce and then you have uh, a retail location and then are you still doing the farmer's markets or is that no longer?
1: I wish. I love the farmer's markets so much. They will forever be my family. Um, Central Texas Farmers Market for for I gotta give a shout out to them um, because they allowed me to, to get back on track you know to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not there anymore. I'm there in my heart. I'm forever there in my heart. I'll I'll always consider Soul Pop to be a farmers market brand. Um, it's just a great community of people and of vendors, really dedicated people. So right now we are available just through e-commerce and then through our retail locations. And so we're looking. We had plans to open more re- retail locations prior to COVID, and of course COVID shut all of that down. Um, and now we're we're feeling pretty optimistic, and we're going to start scouting new locations for our for to, to set up new soap Pop locations.
0: Okay, and so country. so the uh, locations yeah. in Austin, right? where you're based as well and where the company started. However, obviously with e-commerce. So if you're listening to this and you don't live in Austin, you still have the opportunity to purchase that online. So what's that like? Um, you know, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs that maybe do one or the other, but not always that do both. They're pr- really different, right? Like, you know, the retail store in normal non-COVID times, you know, hopefully very soon back to more normal times. Um, you know, the, it's uh, is it seven days a week. Whereas e-commerce, you, you know, you can do that in the middle of the night and fill these orders type of deal. What's it like having a balance of very different um, ways to get your product out?
1: You know, that's a great question. And now that you ask it, I I realize that I just created a normal around it, a sense of normalcy around the two. And so because I don't come out of retail and I certainly don't come out of a food background, everything is new to me. I mean, it's not as new because I'm four and a half years in the game, but mm-hmm. the idea of doing both has just always felt normal to me, and so I've just always done it. Um, and it is it is left brain, right brain kind of kind of work. Um, you you, you got to have your your mailing system has to be pretty tight down, mm-hmm. and and I think the hardest challenge for me, especially over the last few years hopefully it's getting better is just the unreliability of what has happened with our postal system. Um, I feel like it's getting better. I feel like they're recognizing that they're, you know, I love the post office. I, it, popcorn is super expensive to ship. That's what people don't understand. They think, well, it doesn't weigh anything. You can ship popcorn pretty cheaply. No, 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 no. It doesn't weigh anything, but it takes up a lot of room. It takes
0: a lot of space. Yeah.
1: It takes a lot of space. And so, to chip popcorn is really pricey. And so you have to have the right relationships. You got to have the right discounts in place to make it worth your while, worth the customer's while. And so um, we feel like we're getting closer to that again. Um, And uh, because it was a real, it was a real challenge for a while. The prices were shooting up and the service was going down and Practices were disappearing and arriving late. It was just not fun, but we, we feel like it's better now.
0: Nice. Yeah. Now you, you strike me as a very social person. I, I'm venturing to think you like that retail to be able to interact with the customers. Is that, is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. One of the challenges though, like a lot of times the customers will come in and they want to talk to the owner. They've either read my story I love that Soul SoulPapa is becoming a destination spot. People will tell me, hey, we just came in from California. And before we checked into our room, we came here to meet you, which <laughs> blows my mind. It's like, seriously? It's
0: pretty flattering but, for sure.
1: Yeah, right? It's just, it's really incredible. So, you know, that's always fun. But you get to a point in a business where the business has to be able, it takes on its own personality and it's not you anymore. Mm-hmm. And Soul Pop outgrew me about two years ago. Just honestly, you know, I'm I'm like the appendage. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> wingman now. You know, I used to be the star of the show, but not anymore. Soul Pop has its own thing going, and I'm just happy that I get invited to the party. You know, it's really true. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's that's the fun part of watching your business grow. Is it stops being so dependent on you being there to make it happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and you touched on it a bit, but you know, something I ask everybody or the nine other folks that I've interviewed so far during this uh, strange uh, past year that we've been in, um, just how supportive has the community, obviously Austin and beyond since your e-commerce as well. Uh, I, I know you had mentioned, you know, people are reaching out to you. Um, how, how supportive have they been going through this uh, just uncertain times for businesses? So
1: my community of, of, customers they're known as soul poppers like there's that. criteria to be a soul popper <laughs> like you don't just get to be a soul popper there's things you have to do you gotta, you gotta earn so, your
0: uh your, your yeah earn there.
1: your stripes you gotta earn <laughs> your stripes so to be a soul popper you not only just love the product and you buy it that's great but when you're a soul popper you love it you buy it and then you introduce someone else to it and then they love it and buy it and once you evangelize the product you are officially a soul popper and so soul pop nation i mean you know i was still shell shocked like what's happening and you know with the closings and you know my production facility shut down and then my stores shut down and it was like yikes um and soul pop nation just kind of they showed up and was like what do you need what do we need to do we don't want to see you close you know so they really supported the brand all the way through COVID, we had to, of course, make modifications in how we did business. You know, I'm obviously uh, health compromised because of my former illness. um, And my 85-year-old father still lives with me. And so I was not prepared to do anything that would jeopardize his health, much less my own. Mm -hmm. And so I kept my store closed for 14 months on purpose. I still paid the rent. And it was because of Soul Pop Nation. They kept ordering and I kept shipping and and it kept us afloat. I was able to hang on to a couple of good people. And um, now we're, you know, when we were ready after I got my vaccines, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back to work. So we just reopened our Barton Creek mall location. Oh, by the way, I was the first African-American business owner to ever be in that mall. The mall was built in 1985. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm the first African-American store owner. That's awesome. And now it's, you know, and, 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 and I have to say this cause they're wonderful people, Simon properties, wonderful people. They've been, Nothing but gracious and, and, and supportive. I don't think that's because of intention. I think it was because there's such a high entry point to get into malls of that caliber. Mm-hmm. And uh, they worked with me. They, they saw value in my product and they thought that it would be a good fit for their community. And uh, there was a lot of give on their part. So I think now, you know, somebody has to be the first. And now that I'm the first, I think they see the value in having a more diverse uh, cadre of store owners. And at least in the Barton Creek Mall, I can't speak for what's happening around the nation. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's happening, but um, shout out to them too, because they are terrific people.
0: Sounds like y'all got a great partnership there. And that's great that you've, you've paved the way there. Um, is, and you have one location right now, Correct.
1: Yeah, we closed okay. down everything else because of COVID and, okay. uh, you know, this is it for right now because you just don't know what the new normal is going to look and feel like. But uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. So look for a soul popped in a city near you around the country. <laughs> um, we're looking at a couple of uh, different locations. And so part of our growth strategy, we're looking at Atlanta, we're looking at Charlotte, North Carolina, we're looking at Houston, Texas. As, uh places we'd like to grow uh, our presence in so fingers crossed and uh you know if if, if the universe in lines up with us then we'll be there
0: nice and uh you know this this uh podcast the founders community huge on community and I think the uh the soul poppers am I saying that right they soul uh poppers uh, just the power of community to essentially help lift you up, right. Uplift you, carry you and y'all doing it together. Um, and just the sum of the parts that's pretty, uh, that's pretty great to, to hear about. Um, and, you know, created through some that they love. Um, and then it, it's more, more than that, just, just to them, they, they see the people that work behind it. So that's, that's really inspiring. That's, that's great to see it. And we, we, I read on the the website, you know, just talking about uh, it being um, an experience brand, right? This isn't just, hey, we go in there, um, it, kind of your typical, not so exciting, just kind of standard uh, purchase. Uh, but this is something where you can go in there and you can be creative, right, with right. with what you're doing. Uh, you talked about um, people find their favorite things. What what are some of the may, more maybe unique or, or interesting or things that maybe uh, combinations that have been like, wow, I didn't didn't see that one coming.
1: Definitely the white chocolate, sea salt and vinegar. That one was shocking. (laughs) But believe it or not, it was actually pretty good. And uh, the little girl who made that flavor couldn't have been but nine years old. (laughs) And her mom tried to talk her out of it and she was adamant about it. And so we batched it for her and it wasn't half bad. Uh, You know, we have dark chocolate jalapeno lovers. We have, um, let's see. Probably those are some of the more unique ones. Um, coconut habanero, <laughs> you know, um, it's just, it's unlimited. I actually did these huge banners that talked about, cause we think we're the first in the country in popcorn in um, ready to eat popcorn market that does on the, mo- on the spot customizable flavors. Uh-huh. And so um, I did these huge banners, thousands of flavor combinations available. And then a friend of mine who happens to be a PhD mathematician, he came to visit my store and he went, I got some good news for you and I got a little bit of bad news. Which do you want first? And I was like, give me the bad news first.
0: And he said, <laughs> always bad, bad news, news is, first. Yeah.
1: Right. He said, uh, you don't have thousands of combinations, you have millions. Because you got you gotta misprint on your banner. And I was like, Oh no. Cause I immediately thought typo and I'm, you know, former English major. How could I do that? You know? He says, no, no, no. You, you said you have thousands of combinations. You actually have millions. So it really is. We have about 25 powders in our store that you can mix combinations for
0: days. Yeah.
1: Combinations for days. You can come in and get a different flavor for years and, and you know, we wouldn't run out.
0: You can kind of go around the world in popcorn flavors, essentially. And
1: yeah, and, and we don't do meat. So all of my flavors are vegetarian. Okay. We do have vegan options, as you mentioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, so people will come in and they'll go, can you make a, a shrimp etouffee popcorn? The answer is no. <laughs> because we use real food and that it has no, you can't put shellfish people you can't put shellfish on popcorn you just can't do it um we'll have people can you do oxtails you know yeah I could but when I really want to that's the
0: question Um, yeah there's some limits (laughs) there are some limits, some limits yeah
1: and because we don't use artificial flavors we use real food so that means if I were to do an oxtail popcorn I literally have to make oxtails you know, so yeah. it's it's so there are limitations, but we feel really good about what we're our little niche that we've been able to carve out with fresh fruits, um, fresh herbs and spices, and lots of uh, of natural flavorings like vanilla, caramel, um, those types of flavors. So we can get a lot done and one of the, before COVID, we haven't had this happen so much yet, but customers will come in and actually try to stump me. They'll try to create a flavor that I can't make. Cause if you do that, you know, then that's a thing. <laughs> it's a bragging point.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Cause it imagine. hasn't happened
1: yet. Five years. <laughs> I'm still knock on wood. I'm still, I'm still uh batting a hundred, but yeah, people will come in and they'll go, I bet you, you can't make a popcorn. that tastes like short, you know, strawberry shortcake. Yeah, I can. And I didn't know I was doing anything special. I thought everybody could do this, but it turns out it's a pretty unique talent that I have that I can, I can make popcorn taste almost like any food you can think of that is that I can create without having to cook it first.
0: Have you done? I'll see if I can stump. I don't think I'll be able to, but have you done uh, coffee-flavored popcorn?
1: Um, have I done coffee? I'm gonna say no, and the reason why is because I don't have a, I don't have a coffee powder.
0: Okay. But could I do it? Yeah. But you could though. You could. Though. I could yeah. Kind of goes back to those. I mean, you, there's millions, literally, or right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you haven't done that, cool. But yeah, there's there's I'm very good. few. There's so many that you can do. Uh, maybe haven't done them yet, but you still can do them there. So yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. I the two that caught my eye, well, three, uh, I should say, off, <laughs> off the jump. Kind of one and the same. The the fried chicken vegan one, the chicken and waffles, but the the dill sour pickle. I love my. dill chips, and I, I figure it translate very well. In oh proper, yeah. Right.
1: Oh yeah. So that's a vegan flavor too. So the two you pick two vegan flavors and one vegetarian. The chicken and waffles is vegetarian.
0: Okay.
1: And um, that really, I think, is the one that gets us noticed the most is because mm-hmm. it's such an unusual flavor. But Billy, I'll tell you, on my on my fundraising line, which we just launched mm-hmm. in January. So organizations, it's all digital fundraising. Uh, 50% split. It's called Good Trouble Gourmet. Goodtroublegourmet.com. We have 17 unique flavors that I've built off of my Soul Pop brand, but they're different from Soul Pop. And I did, I have one called the Hammy Jammy.
0: Okay. (laughs) uh, What's that? What consists of that? uh,
1: The Hammy Jammy tastes like, you know, in the South where I come from, North Carolina, we like to eat sweetened and savory, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe other places too, but I'm just talking about my particular experience. And so the hammy jammy tastes like strawberry jam on a sausage biscuit. Okay. Because if you like sausage and then you eat, you know, we 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 will slather grape jelly or strawberry jelly <laughs> on like go to Chick-fil-A and you get a chicken sandwich, but then you ask for strawberry jelly or grape jelly to put yeah, on top. So good. Same principle, right? Yep. So I made a popcorn that tastes like a sausage biscuit with strawberry jam on it.
0: Sounds like a win to me. It's
1: right? the
0: <laughs> And so yeah. that's in line
1: with my chicken and waffles. The dill is made with organic dill and real vinegar powder. So we'll have to get you some of that. That happens to be my personal favorite.
0: Is it? I, I remember there's this, uh, I'm from the Midwest originally, and there was a, um, it's called Old Dutch is the name of this chip brand, and they had dill pickle, and it sounded so disgusting. I think I was probably in middle school or high school. And then I tried it, and I'm like, wow, those are <laughs> those are good, actually. Like, really sneakily good. It just doesn't sound good, but when you have it, you're like, it's it's just, uh, hits a little different. Um, so, I was, I was very happy to, to see that on there, and that it's one of your favorites, if not your favorites. So. Are you vegan? No. You? No, I'm okay, not. Okay, so- yeah.
1: The the dill is made vegan because we have a huge vegan following. But my recommendation is to always, if you're not vegan, to get the dill and request butter. Because yep. that buttery dill is next level.
0: Next level stuff and right there.
1: That's the way that I personally will eat the popcorn. I'll eat it with, I'll add butter. But if I'm going to snack on soul pop, it's going to be the dill, most likely. The buttered corn is amazing because it's real butter. It's like we've forgotten what real butter tastes like we've eaten so much butter. Yeah. But it's just this really mild, decadent. It's rich. It's, it's, it's really uh, an amazing butter. So I tell people all the time, don't sleep on the buttered corn. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, this is great. Yeah, no. I I encourage the listeners to go to the website, check out the Instagram, but you can really check out um, as I did kind of the, the rabbit hole. I mean, Austin smoke barbecue vegan banana pudding oh, yeah. uh, macaroni and cheese still I mean the list goes on so uh, and then the combinations that you can go in there and create your own flavors so you you can get very creative with it do a lot do your own research and development on what you think is good and <laughs> and uh, create your your favorite flavor so I I love that I love the creativeness that you have right here it's so much of a different experience versus just buying traditional popcorn
1: thank you and they can go and you can you can choose just the a- a salted popcorn or unsalted popcorn as your base, mm-hmm. and then build your own flavor from that. So it's really two programs in one. There's an add-on program of the seven flavors where you could say, I want buttercorn add jalapeno. And then there's a build your own where you just start with a blank canvas and throw the kitchen sink at it.
0: <laughs> and see what see what works out there. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Um I tell you what, um, I, I admire your story. I love, you know, from when I saw the the fifty three dollars selling out of your car farmers markets, just the will that you had, um, and then how you're innovative and disruptive in that space. Um, really admire that. Uh, glad your health is better. Really happy about Thank that. Um, glad that the uh, pandemic hopefully is on its way in the rearview mirror. Here you can get back to that. I love hearing the growth of expansion. To uh, potential other markets that are going to be able to be as fortunate and have the experience as Austin Nights are uh, to be able to go in there and do their own, um, you know, work with an experienced brand for popcorn um, and destinations. Uh, That's just it's really inspiring. Um, Any any kind of parting words or anything that you would offer to anyone? A lot of folks that listen to um, this, you know, taking the leap is hard, right? Sometimes it's out of necessity. Or you gotta take that risk. Uh, any any words of wisdom? You've obviously been going at this for several years at this point. In entrepreneurial years, they're like dog years, right? So, but uh, <laughs> it's four or five, it's probably seems longer than that, 20. right? So you start by I've been doing this so you know uh, it, it's it's wild. So any any words of wisdom to to those out there?
1: Yeah, I guess I would. My leaving my parting words with your audience is to say that the the only thing better than perfect is done. You know, there's, there's never a perfect time to do anything. You just got to get started, you know, and if you have a good product or a good idea. People will find you. Um, and they will reward you for your hard work. So don't look for perfect to get started. Just get it done.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, no, that's, that's really good. And you are the first person to make me laugh and snort laugh uh, of, of, of all this. So i say I'm a little embarrassed, but actually that means it's really funny. So I'm, I'm going to take I that as a good thing.
1: Blattered. I was actually I was <laughs> flattered. I just want you to know. I was totally blattered. Uh,
0: well done. Well done. Oh, well, well, we uh,
1: didn't mention the banana pudding. The banana pudding is pretty hot too. So if you're a sweet popcorn lover and you love banana pudding, definitely check us out.
0: No, I like that. I like that. Well, those are good uh, words of wisdom. Um, a reminder, um, you can find them at soulpop.com and on social media at soul Uh Really appreciate the time here and uh, listeners go check out uh, and best of luck here in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Billy. It's been a lot of fun.
0: You bet.